and welcome to another edition of the One Step Better podcast. I'm your host, Mike Schaefer, and today we are going to be talking about everybody's favorite subject, one-on-ones. One of the more uh, seemingly daunting tasks, the idea of spending time on a one-on-one basis with your employees can sometimes come across as a waste of time. Sometimes it can come across as a time suck. Sometimes it could be a very, very important time uh, if done correctly. And so with me today is Matt Patrick, uh, and we're going to talk through kind of what we do in our organization and some different ideas that maybe you can implement inside of your organization if you're a small business leader, owner, or key leader in, inside of a, a company, and uh, hopefully kind of come to some conclusions about what is important and some things you need to think about. Maybe you currently don't have a one-on-one schedule inside of your, your normal meeting rhythm with your employees, and so we want to just kind of broach that subject and open it up and I promise you that we're not going to have like a golden bullet. This is the perfect right answer. And when we're talking about one-on-ones, but we're going to give you some ideas to think of things that maybe um, you could translate from our organization into, into what you have going on. And we'll see if it makes sense in, uh, in the companies that we're talking with. So Matt, thanks for joining me today. When, uh, when did you really start to think about the idea of needing to spend regular time with your employees on an ongoing basis? Probably from employee number one, uh, just you have different reasons to need to be checking in. It could be informal, formal, tactical, strategical, um, forward thinking. It just depends on, you know, it could be corrective. It could be all kinds of reasons. But knowing that you need to have some kind of meeting rhythm uh, in somewhat a formal manner with, a, with a, every employee, or at least everyone on your, on your direct report team, probably is a critical first step. Yeah, I know that we started to implement one-on-ones in a more formal setting, you know, beyond just the, hey, you got a couple minutes, let's talk. Um, you know, that was always, that's always been a thing in our organization. But we tried to be a little more formal with this about, what was the beginning of uh, 2018? Yeah, 2018? I mean, I used to have very regular standing monthly one-on-ones with each manager as far back as probably 13 or 14. But having more of a, now our team, is also doing those one-on-ones. That's more like two years. It used to be they kind of all, and we had a lot smaller team then, so they're kind of rolling through me. Now their team grew, I couldn't do them all, which is why they kind of faded away, which is why we took it, the approach to our leaders now have those one-on-ones on a regular monthly basis. Yeah. And so I think that there are a couple of different reasons to have one-on-one check-ins with your team. And each organization is going to have to find the rhythm that works best for them. We happen to do that on a monthly basis. Uh, for the majority of our teams. Um, sometimes it happens, I know I could think of uh, two people on my team that I have a more biweekly, a little more frequent than, than weekly um, one-on-one. Sometimes it's weekly, um, you know, depending upon the need, like I said. And I, th- I think about that from a couple of different standpoints. The majority of my team is in the weeds doing their jobs on an ongoing basis and having something on the calendar that is a frequent, regular meeting gives them an opportunity to reach out and think more bigger picture. Um, it gives me an, a chance to see exactly what they're in the weeds doing in a little more details. And it really gives a, a feedback loop mm-hmm. that's built into the schedule. So I don't have to wait for you know, uh, a semi-annual review to say, hey, you know what, you're doing a good job here, you're doing a bad job here. And I don't think most people you know, take that approach where I'm going to wait until 
you know, mid-year or year-end to do that type of stuff. But having that, that regular set meeting on the calendar as the, from the employee's perspective, it now removes some ambiguity on when is this going to happen. You use your one-on-ones on more of a, I'll say, strategic and also personal review mindset. Don't, I, uh, I'll say employee development mindset. Yes. Yep. I, have, I have two purposes for my one-on-ones. One, it is to make sure that my team is running in the right direction with what they're doing on the daily, but also that we can talk about where they need to be big picture, personal development, career development um, as a whole. And so I, I, take, I, I take a, I don't, I don't think it's kind of normal. There's two questions that I'm going to ask in every one-on-one. This is, these aren't the only two questions, but these are two questions that are going to come up every single time. What are you working on and how can I help? I want to know on the the more granular level, what is it that's going on in that particular month for my team that they're working on on a daily basis? Those what are kind big of projects? It is, it is tactical. This is where I'm trying to get into what big projects that are spanning beyond just a day or, or a week that is ongoing because everybody on my team has some bigger projects that they're working on. Um, but it also, it gives them a place to formalize the, this is what I don't understand or I need help understanding or I need help navigating through. That's Pete's the idea that you are want to be a um, want to keep helping them moving forward. I want to keep helping them move forward, but I also want them to have some pain of of having to figure that out on their okay. own. Makes sense. I don't want to if if let's say it's just a random Thursday and I have a team member that is unable to do X Y Z. I don't want their first reaction to be Hey Mike, I got a question. Hey Mike, yeah, I need, I need help with this. To the extent that what they're working on isn't, you know, super detrimental if it doesn't get knocked out right then. I want them to spend some time figuring that out and spin some wheels a little bit. We're going to bring that up, or I would expect that they're going to bring that up in the one-on-one is something that we need to talk about a little bit further. Where I might be a little bit different is I expect the people that I'm doing the one-on-one with to be more prepared than me for that one-on-one session. I want them come prepared that these are the things I'm going to talk about um, these are the things I need help with. These are the things that I've noticed that I'm lacking in, I need, I'm struggling with. And I want them to be prepared uh, to be able to have that conversation. That doesn't mean that I'm not prepared to have that conversation, but it's primarily meant to be their time to talk about what's going on. And, and, and that's both tactical, strategical, across the board. Now, that's maybe the first half of the meeting. And then it's time, all right, let's talk about big picture. What are you, where do you really need to be going? Uh, and how can, how can I help there? And that's going to be more career development type stuff. These are the big issues that I see that you're consistently, um, you know, missing out on. You're Here's, doing that sometimes on a biweekly basis. The biweekly, uh, the biweekly basis is a little bit, it's a little bit different. It happens to be a one-on-one. There's two people I, I, I do biweekly meetings with. Um, one is more, I'm intensely training them to take on a role that they're currently not in. And I need more time to actually do the training piece of that. Um, and so it's a, it's a leadership development time. A different rhythm. But it's a different time where we're not, yeah, we're not really getting into the weeds of the tactical. What are you yeah, working on? I would see mine, mine tend to be, so I only have currently three standing one-on-ones. Um, our accounting team leader, Kim, our tax team leader, Sandy, and Shelby, our, our sales team leader. Mine tend to be more tactical, but it's also my chance to check in with them and see how things are going. Them to bounce ideas off of me. Here's what we're working on. They get kind of granular into what we're working on. When, if and when it's time to do a strategic, like a true heart-to-heart conversation about development, I 
tend to do those informally, I would say, more like, let's get out of the office and talk. I don't, um, I don't really generally have that standing meeting with, with those people. I probably should um, have it be where we have a rhythm. If we have a weekly rhythm, that's fine. But one of those meetings a month should be more of a strategic mindset. I, just, I talk to them all pretty frequently. It's really my chance to make sure that we're both, you know, anything they need from me, I'm not holding them up. It's our chance to move stuff forward. I, you know, I'm very lucky my three leaders that I talk to are, are, are very dynamic and they do a great job. And so it makes it a little easier. They've been here long enough to know how we work, but at the same time, they're still moving and developing forward. You know, me, me and you, we don't have a standing meeting. We talk five days a week, it feels like sometimes, but I do probably, it probably would make sense because I disrupt you or, or it's easy to let it go. We haven't had that chance to formally block out the time to have the conversation we need to be having that we had something formally, but we don't, we just don't have that. Sure. That's okay. And having it on the calendar is alignment on both sides. I know that this time is going to be blocked out for that where you and I are a little bit different by function is that I have a, um, a, a team of people that we're having a regular as a, as a team, a regular weekly you meeting lead a team where we're getting, where we're getting into the, 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 I'll say the more, str- you know, strategic or excuse me, the, the tactical piece of what that week looks like. And that team is all focused on one thing, whereas you're leading department heads, if Correct. you want to call it that, that are all going in different directions within their department. Yeah, my meeting so rhythms that, are just different, yeah. I think, for Does me. it make sense for the sales team? Hey, here's my update in the same meeting that maybe we're going to get into the weeds of an accounting issue. And I don't, and I don't want to jump into those sales. I mean, we have an accounting team meeting and a payroll team meeting and a sales team meeting and a you know, I don't, I don't attend all those meetings. If I did, A, I have a tendency to dominate a meeting I'm in, which takes away from the leader. And then secondly, I have um, the stuff I need to talk to the leader about. I may not need to be able to do that in front of the whole team. So they're kind of in, uh, but we, we have a leadership team meeting that we run weekly. It's kind of my update from the whole team of them kind of letting me know where they stand on things. Yeah. We get tactical, very granular. And, so, and not everybody needs to hear all that tactical that leadership meetings, I mean, on those with a one-on-one basis it just is a way to make more efficient for everybody, I think. Yeah. Or, or inefficient. I'm not sure if it's better or worse, but that's how <laughs> we do it. You know, one of the things I, I wrote down, which is the idea of how our meeting rhythms are, I think it's people, important to understand. It sounds like we kind of have a death by meeting. It's not intentional. Um, we have, our structure is very unique in that we have, um, we have a daily huddle. So that gives us a very granular look at everybody's certain day. That's seven to 10 minutes a day. We have uh, weekly team meetings. Our, each of our team production teams meet in our sales team meets. And team leaders are leading those specific Correct. Meetings. And those usually have a training aspect to them as well as a tactical check-in um, check on where the work stands. We're trying to move a lot of stuff through due dates. And so it's important that we kind of have a good alignment of that. We have great tools to do that as well. But it's also a good accountability to make sure nothing's slipping through the cracks. We have a leadership meeting biweekly. And then we have a all-hands meeting quarterly. Um, that's our own internal meeting rhythms. And then we have one-on-ones that each team leader is supposed to have with their teammates on a weekly or monthly basis. Yeah. And then we also have our leadership team that meets in the big quarterly meetings. Yeah, we have a quarterly leadership yeah. meeting. We have an annual meeting that kind of sets our goals for the year. Then we have a quarterly meeting to kind of reset our goals for the next quarter. And those, those are all ideas of us getting out of the norm and, and thinking forward. And our goal with that rhythm, what we've landed on – there's a, there's a couple of reasons for that. One is it fits our business rhythm. We are a monthly rhythm of everything we do. 
on the accounting side. We're, I'll say, a weekly slash bi-weekly rhythm on everything we do on the payroll side. And it kind of resets on that rhythm. You know, yep. we get to the end of the month and it's, let's go back to the beginning and do it all over again. And so having um, monthly one-on-ones with our team is helpful because we want to make sure, hey, you had this issue last month. We don't repeat that next month. And it gives us the rhythm to talk about those things. Because we're so due date driven, those weekly check-ins with our team is super important to make sure this is what the week looks like and is everybody on top of everything. I mean, most staff people on the accounting side probably have over 150 deliverables a month. Um, Payroll-wise, they're probably processing a hundred something plus a week. Um, Salespeople, you know, they're meeting, you know, they're trying to do somewhere around 15 or 20 meetings a month. So those rhythms are important to stay on top of and make sure everybody's kind of on the right track. We want to measure performance on our staff accounts. You know, how, how, what do they do the work? How, what's the quality? What's the, you know, quantity? Same thing on the payroll side, you know, what issues we're running into from a client training or our own training software issues we're running into, make sure that the whole team knows those things. It's important for us to all have a big picture look at what's going on. Um, that helps us to do that. I think those team meetings do. It does. It, at the same time, it's, it can be when you start meeting. talking about it like this, it does. It feels like there's a ton of meetings, but the reality is, all of these meetings are relatively quick. Our daily huddle, uh, I leave that minutes. meeting and I promise you, if it goes eight minutes long, then I'm thinking what we talk too much. Yeah, you know, what, Stupid what, Zoom what filters. kind of do we have? <laughs> we got caught on Zoom filter. <laughs> Why do you look like a unicorn, unicorn today? today? Yeah. yeah. Um, our, our, month, our, excuse me, our, our um, weekly department meetings are maybe 30 minutes. Maybe 30 minutes, yeah. Um, our one-on-ones, and this is a rule in my world, my one-on-ones is never going to be more than 30 minutes. If it goes more than 30 minutes, then I'm kicking everybody out of the room um, because that means we've gotten off task in a big way. Our quarterly meetings are an hour a quarter. And so even though we have a decent quantity of meetings that everybody uh, is a part of, the actual time spent in those meetings is relatively um, small. If, you're, if every meeting you hold is an hour long and everybody is spending 15 minutes giving an update, that could have been in an email, then you're probably doing something wrong yeah. and, and wasting a lot of people's time. All you got to do, here's how you fix that. If you have a problem with you're having too many meetings and everybody's involved in that meeting and they're going too long, start putting the actual dollar cost to holding that meeting and uh, put in, that on the table a, for in you. In the subject line. Yeah. And, uh, and calculate the actual dollar amount of having your entire team, you know, out of their normal work environment to talk about X, Y, Z. And then go back and see, all right, what did we actually communicate? And was that worth dollars? Yeah, our, our quarterly meeting is always held during a lunch. I'd rather pay for lunch than I would the time they're not being productive. Yeah. It's probably cheaper. <laughs> Absolutely. I, and I've done that before. I've, for, our, uh, for our meetings, I know that I, I put the dollar amount to it and say, all right, if I'm going to disrupt everybody's day and it's going to cost me, I mean, honestly, our weekly leadership, whenever we were doing it weekly, that leadership meeting is not cheap. No, it's and not. so I always ask myself, all right, so was that, was that meeting worth that dollar amount? Yeah, we moved it to biweekly. It yeah. wasn't quite worth that dollar amount. <laughs> it wasn't quite worth it, absolutely. And so there's a lot of people that have different environments than ours. You know, we're in an office environment where our, uh, our monthly work is pretty predictable on an ongoing basis, but that's not always the case if you are, you know, a retail shop or if you're, you know, um, a different type of, let's say, a doctor or a dentist. Um, that frequency needs to look potentially a little bit different. Yeah, I would think so. But the important part is that you still have that regular 
check in with your team. What do you see as your ideal agenda for that one-on-one one meeting with your team? Like what, what is that? On your case, let's say it's someone who you're trying to develop. What is that? What's the agenda of that meeting look like? I want to get to the outcome of the meeting is really to get to are, are, is, is the person I'm holding the meeting with, are they aligned with where we're going overall as a company? Or are they spending their time, spending their wills doing something that's going to take them outside of the, uh, what we call the umbrella of, of what we have going on in our company? And if so, we need to nudge back in. Uh, an example of that is we may, you know, I, this, this has happened. We uh, had a one-on-one -on -one with an employee. And in that meeting, turns out that employee was spending a good chunk of time putting together a spreadsheet for a purpose that wasn't going to, that didn't fit into the scope of our services, that wasn't attached to any revenue production, and that really didn't provide a lot of value for the client that they were working on it. And so that comes out in the meeting as part of the, hey, what are you working on? And okay, why are we working on that is, is what I'm thinking in my head like during the conversations, like why in the world are you doing that? I always try to avoid why questions. I never try to ask why questions. And so, um, you know, in so that- it turns into why? Turns into why, whining why, and complaining. Why, yeah. yeah, I avoid I why questions at all costs. And so, but in my head, I'm thinking, why in the world are you doing that in my dad voice? And uh, out of that was, hey, you're spending time on this that you don't need to be. Let's talk about a better solution that's actually going to be within the scope of what we're trying to do for this client. And it's more of more effective approach for the client. And we were able to brainstorm some ways out of that. So I'm always looking for ways in which we can get better alignment with our team and where we're going. Um, I also, this is part of, of kind of being a pulse taker. I want to know what that person is, is feeling a lot of times. And so I want to get into hey, are you happy with your role? Or, you know, are you happy with, with what your job is? I don't do that every single month because that gets a bit redundant. You also get some swings. You're going to get what they feel pain-wise right yeah, then absolutely. at that moment. Yeah, Correct. so I try to do that at least a couple times a year in, in making sure that we're aligned with what their goals are. And to the degree that we're not, is there a, a possibility of adjusting maybe what their goals are to fit better into our long-term vision as an as a organization? And so I'm, it's really a lot about alignment. I really want to make sure that we're aligned. But also that's where on a personal level, this is where I'm going to start to share. These are some deficiencies in your work product um, that we need to discuss. Because I don't want to call them out always in our, maybe our weekly uh, you know, department meetings in front of everybody. But I want to make sure that we have that regular rhythm to actually talk about some things. That you they may be do approaching. this part probably a million times better than I do. I think you're, you're, you have the direct, honest, helpful conversation about ways that you do improve without doing it. You know, it's, it's in love, and I think it's with the, with the intent of trying to help them. But you do that a lot better than I do. I probably, I hide behind that sometimes, and I'm not nearly direct as I should be. Um, it's hard. I have a hard time having those difficult conversations. That's, a, that's me as a leader. What are the, well, so to that point, though, one of the ways in which I force myself to do that is by having it on the calendar. My one-on-ones are scheduled for at least a year in advance. They're, you know, I pick a person, Casey in our office, for example, we have a one-on-one -on -one today. Her one-on-one -on -one is at four o'clock this afternoon, and that is on the calendar for the next year because it holds every single, I think it was the last Thursday or the second to last Thursday, whatever today is, or Tuesday, Tuesday I mean, Tuesday. Um, of the <laughs> month. It's, it's the same day of the week every single month. And if I'm going to be on vacation or she's going to be on vacation, 
we simply cancel that meeting and move to the next one. We don't try to do you know fancy workarounds. You don't go to another date. I don't try you to move skip to, that month. I try to skip that month. Yeah, because there's a couple of reasons why. I won't get into that right now, but um, mainly it's it's just my calendar is not to to move something around is very disruptive. So I don't find that be if I if I set it too far in advance, I'll never get it set because I end up having something that always seems like yeah. it comes up. So I try to set them about 30, 90 days out is what I try to do. But um, I do like, you know, your rhythm of, of talking to our team. You know, one of the things I got really, you know, I got some wonderful feedback from our team leaders in our last leadership meeting was that I do not give feedback to our, to my reports. Um, it was something that was eye-opening to me. I'm going, I haven't said anything bad. That means that you're doing good. <laughs> I don't know why I need to tell you anything more than that. If, I, if you're doing bad, I'd tell you you're doing bad. But if I'm not telling you to do bad, you're doing great. But everybody to a person said we would love more feedback. So it became eye-opening for me. I don't know if I actually have tactically changed anything in my <laughs> rhythm other than said, you're, all doing, you're all doing great. If I don't tell you, I guess I'm just more direct with that part. But it is something I think that I could do a better job of in my one-on-ones. Having a structured, all right, let's have a conversation about how you're doing in your role and what areas of your role I think you can improve on and what you, and here we're doing great. But also, can I hear what I see you going developing? Whenever, um, whenever I get into a one-on-one with an employee, and they ask the question, "Hey, how how can I improve? What what can I do better?" That is always an indicator to me that we hired the right person. Yeah, absolutely. Good performers or high performers, they always crave that. That's a good job. All my leaders said, "I need more information about how I'm that's doing." That's right. That's right. We're all rock stars. Yeah. Um, and so, the Bunch of whiners. <laughs> No, that's, that's, we, we whine a little bit, yeah. but we're, it's not because we're not rock stars, right? That's right. Um, and so that one-on-one is their chance to, to ask those, those questions if, for them to get that feedback. What I found is having it on the calendar, even a year in advance or 30 days in advance, that's tactical for me because my calendar fills up way in advance um, because of a variety of, of reasons. And so does my team. They're, my team are all high C, um, disc profile people. They need to be prepared. They don't like surprises. They want to know what's coming. And for me to have that on the calendar in a, in a repeatable fashion is, <laughs> that's like speaking their love language. Yeah. They love that piece of it. And so they know what to expect every single month. It's not any big you know, change from month to month um, in the format of the meeting. They know how to come prepared. And that's really helped that one-on-one process be a lot. If I had to recreate the wheel every single month, for every single person on my team, I probably would not do one-on-ones. Do you ask them to bring stuff to that one-on-one, information-wise? We, I, I ask that they come prepared, and they can kind of define that They themselves. come up with questions they have for you. They yeah, come, yeah, absolutely. You know, there's, no, there's no like tangible they need to bring something. The reality is I can, I'm going to be in Pull, front of a computer right. during that one-on-one. And I can look at anything. When I did my manager one on ones, we had a very, I need you to guys to pull the stuff together. It was a way for them to actually look at their stuff. Yeah. I kind of felt like they were never really look, taking a step back and actually looking at it. So it became an exercise. And you have to do this in order to have our one on one because if you don't, that means you're going to, I'm going to be telling you all the information. You're not going to be telling me anything. I need you to look at it. And it depends on what, you know, obviously what you're having the one on one do. Right now, like I said, mine are very much a check in slash update. You know, I'll, it's an informative me- meeting for them and their team. Here's what we're thinking. And I want them to give me feedback on their team, what they want to work on, what they want to develop. You know, here's why I want to push them. That's what my meetings are, but it's way different, I think, than, than your role meetings. I, I want mine. Time is the most important asset that, that we all have. 
My team is on a daily basis. They have their time, their day planned out to a T on what has to happen, what needs to happen. We deal with daily deadlines in, in, in my team's world. And so the regular feedback loop that a one-on-one provides is super helpful. What about this? Um, you, you know, you've been an employee way back when, and you had those regular meetings, or maybe it was just those impromptu call to the principal office type meetings. How did you approach those from like a, a nervous anxiety standpoint? Was oh, that- very much so. Yeah. I mean, um, at the big firms I was at, we kind of had, we had to formal review once a year. Um, you would kind of get many, you kind of knew where you were. We have review notes in this, in this business. So you had to have review notes on your work. I had a you know, relationship with my bosses at the time, peers and, and, and my bosses. And I kind of knew where I would stand. But at the same time, you know, that was the, you know, am I going to get promoted? Am I going to get a raise? Am I going to get um, reprimanded? Am I going to get fired? You know, all those different things. Um, <laughs> this is the last day that I get to come to work. Yeah, I wish you had told me, you know, uh, before I got fired that I was going to get fired. But, uh, but no, the, you know, ideally it would be, you know, the communication of where I stood on my work. And I like the feedback. I think I'm probably not different than anybody else. I want the feedback. It's just super hard to give the feedback. It's, it's hard not to hurt people. You want to hurt people's feelings. I'm not trying to hurt your feelings. I just want to tell you the truth, what I'm thinking in your work. I, you know, I do it. Like I said I would do it out of love, but um, it's different. I think it's different for every person. You know, I, I, I struggle with that part. Do you, when you have to give bad news, do you feel like that the delivery of bad news is going to negatively impact your relationship with that person? Probably a little, but I also, you know, I, I don't want the bad news to outweigh the good news usually in that, hey, you're doing 95% of your job really, really well. Here's the 5% of things I think you can improve on and do better at. And I feel like the bad news will obviously overtake the, the good news. If you have a low performer that's doing 5% of their job correctly and 95% incorrectly, is it still a struggle for you to deliver that bad news? Yeah, probably because I, I still want to, I, I, I have a, want people I, to care, I care yeah. people that people like me. That's a problem I yeah. have. Not a problem, yeah. but just part of my own personality. Yeah, that's interesting. I don't, um, I probably to a fault will deliver bad news just and not ever think about how it, that person may receive that or accept that or the feelings piece of that. We talked but about- But you're a jackass. It's okay. My, in the disc profile, I'm that low S. Yeah. yeah. You know, the, the feelings no, piece of that isn't as big of a um, deal. I'm probably more on the empathetic scale higher than you are, but your way of handling it is it comes across as genuinely caring to help them. I don't think people that when you've telling them bad news have ever said that guy's a jackass. We already thought it before that, so it didn't really matter. No, <laughs> didn't uh, change their definition. No, I'm just kidding. But obviously, it, it, you know, it was you do a great job of handling that stuff a lot better than I do. Um, I always find that people can deal better with the knowns than the unknowns. Yeah. If I know you're doing a great job, then everything is good, and I say that everything is good. If I know you're doing a bad job, and I say that, at least you now know that I think you're doing a bad job. And from there, you could either make an adjustment or go find a different job, whatever the outcome of that's going to be. If I know you're doing a bad job and I never express that, it's going to lead to me being continually frustrated and it's going to lead to you thinking that you're okay in a situation where you're not, which is going to at some point lead to me saying, hey, you've done a bad job and you've been doing a bad job for, let's say, 12 months and I never had 
the gumption to actually confront you and say it, but now I'm going to fire you. That's what, in my yeah. mind. That's probably not true, but that's in my mind. That's, no, that's how exactly that plays true. out. And you know, and I and I, this has been a thing I've done very poorly over the years. There's no doubt about it. I have not properly communicated how we believe people are doing on our team until I've had enough and I decide that today's the day I have a conversation. But it's not the conversation I should have had six months ago. It's the conversation I'm having now, which is you can't work here anymore. Yeah. And that is not the right way to handle it. Um, that's just how I have done it. That doesn't make it the right way. Um, it just becomes a, I put off having the conversation I need to have. And that's, that, that's a failure of mine as a leader. Yeah. The one-on-ones for me has really allowed me to, it, it's prevented me from being able to do that. Because if it's on my calendar, come hell or high water, it's got to happen. And the expectation has already been set that if that's going to happen, then the conversation is going to be a two-way street, both good and bad. And we're going to lay out everything of what's going on. And so that kind of helps me stay accountable too. I need to have the bad conversation just as well as I need to have the good conversations with the team on an ongoing basis. How do you, how do you phrase that bad conversation um, in a way that isn't they think you're a jackass? You know, in a singular phrase, you can't always do that. The reality is that the, um, the relationship that I have with my team, I, I hope, prevents that from coming across all the time anyway. Um, for newer team members, that's a little more difficult because we don't have a relationship. We don't have the history. But for the team that I, that I have right now, we've been together for, for a while. We, our, our newest team member is about five, six months in, six months in now. Um, but for the most part, we, we've been able to, to, the, the to other, build a relationship. Two people the other two people on your like team have been here forever and two yeah. are fairly new. Relatively new. But and as you're developing that with you, you're just having I that. have to develop trust. I have to, I have to develop them to, sit, to say, hey, I'm going to say this, and um, it's in your best interest, and I have to convince them it really is in their best interest. So the, the majority of the time, I try to lead with questions. I want to find that. I want them to say it before I have to say it. And then I could just agree with their assessment. That doesn't always work. And sometimes you have to be more direct. But a lot of times I'll start with, hey, I, I know that you were working on that, that Excel project. How do you think that went? And I want them to You know the answer me. you want to hear them say. I, yeah. And, and it's <laughs> not as good as you would, right? I've done this before, expecting to hear, yeah, that was really poor. This is, one of my, this is the thing I'm really worse at. And I, what I heard was, was I really killed it. I did awesome. And that was the harder question. So yeah. sometimes asking that question and getting the opposite of what you, you want, want put yourself in a bad like spot. Like an attorney, you don't want to ask a question you don't know the you answer yeah. to already. And so when that qu- I remember this it was very explicitly. I asked the team member, hey, what do you think you struggle with the most? And they talked. And then what do you think you're best at? And they talked. And one of the things they said that they think they're best at is one of the things I had on my list as your <laughs> worst at. So or, uh, that was an interesting. So anyway. Um, I ask a lot of questions. Uh, you know, I, again, stay away from why questions. How and what is your friend? Um, how do you feel like you did on that? Um, how, how are you going to approach X, Y, Z? What's your strategy for doing this? Always, it's just leading questions. But then whenever it's time to deliver the bad news, there's two ways to do it. One is I'm going to table set and um, put the expectation to be low. Um, you know, if I'm going to have a conversation with, uh, with Reba, um, who does a lot of stuff with our podcast, and let's just pretend like, the podcast didn't go well and the audio really cut out. I'm going to say something like, hey, Reba, I know this isn't what you hear because you worked really hard at this, but I need you to re, um, remix or whatever technical blah, blah happens that podcast because it doesn't sound good. 
So I set the expectation a little bit low. Hey, I know you don't want to hear this. That kind of lets their guard down a little bit. But then there's other times in which I don't, I'm not trying to get alignment on the feelings part of this, and I need to be direct. And in that particular example, I would say, hey, Reba, um, we've talked about this a couple of different times, and this happened again, and I need you to fix it, and it cannot be wrong again. And so that's going to happen maybe a couple of times in. I'm not going to lead with that. That's not, quite, that's not problem time one. Correct. And so... And the, all those things set. are stuff that you do, like I said, a million times better than me. I just, I avoid it and I shouldn't, but that's what I do. And I need to work on that. That's one thing that I struggle as a leader. Yeah. I, uh, we talked about this a lot. To be unclear is to be unkind. Yep. Amen. To leave the unknown or to leave the, what's known to be unknown is, uh, I think, similar to that. It's, yeah. it's to be unkind. Um, Mike, I got something I talked to you about. <laughs> So we need to schedule a one-on-one because right. we need to talk yeah. through some issues. No, I, I would say if, if you're sitting out there and you don't have any type of check-ins with your team at all, um, which I would say is almost non-existent, but when I, when I say no check-ins at all, I mean formal check-ins. I think we all, as, as leaders of, of small businesses, have informal, regular check-ins. Hey, how's it going? What are you working on? What are you struggling with? How can I help? Those are normal, those are normal words that come out of leaders' mouths. But... Um, I would encourage you, if you don't have any type of formal check-in process to develop that um, with each person on your direct team on at least a monthly basis, um, it, it will do wonders for your understanding, but you can't do that from the standpoint of being a micromanager. Hey, I want you to provide a list of everything that you're working on and how you're going to do it and when your deadlines are going to be uh, completed and and then you're going to run through that in your, in your check-ins. Don't be a micromanager with your one-on-ones. It's going to kill the spirit of the meeting, and your employees are going to not ever want to. Sh- they're going to call in sick. Hey, I can't make it today. We need to cancel everything. Yeah. I, I would say, you know, you as a leader kind of know what your strengths and weaknesses are. As I've said today in mine, I, you know, I, I believe this is one of my weakness areas, and I think this is one of Mike's strengths. You know, kind of overcoming, you know, make sure you kind of understand, what, put your hands around what that looks like. Um, and uh, addressing it direct and figuring out how that needs to be best for your organization will, will lead you to both develop your team the way you want them developed and also help you hold your team accountable. One of the things we all as owners have is this idea that, you know, everything's fine and you, everybody is in alignment with you until they're not. Um, by having the conversations you need to have, the alignment becomes a lot clearer um, and so that there's no surprises and we all kind of, we're all rowing in the same direction. It's really helpful. Yep. I mean, it's really helpful. We talked about alignment here on previous podcasts. Uh, when your team is moving all in the same direction, on the same page with what's going on, it, it is. It's a lot easier. It makes the world a difference. Um, what, what, I mean, if you, were, if you were out there and you were listening to the podcast and you're like, you know what, I don't really have a rhythm, where would you start? Uh, start with, you know, identifying what you want to accomplish. So if, you, you know, if, you're, not, if you're having trouble getting stuff done, then let's start with that meeting rhythm. If you're having trouble with, uh, you know, your teammates not uh, doing what you expect them to do when you expect them to do it, start with that rhythm. But, you know, I just think you start with, you know, e- either a monthly or weekly rhythm, you know, maybe more tactical on a weekly basis and more strategic on a monthly basis. Um, and then bigger picture, make sure you have a good idea where you're headed. You know, so if you need to take a, a step back and go three years out or one year out, um, make sure you kind of have a good picture of where you're trying to go. So three years out, Work yourself all the way back to that. You know what does tomorrow look like? Um, helps you have a good, good, good clear understanding where you're trying to go. Because until you know that, it's hard to know. 
the the purpose of the one-on-one, like we said on the onset, it, it could be everything under the sun. Uh, it could be just, hey, I check in. I want to make sure that we're doing the right thing. It could be more development. I want to find ways in which I'm going to train you up to be a better leader. Uh, and it could be anything in between. Um, I've, I've seen a lot of that stuff done in a lot of different ways. The big thing is for your organization, whatever that looks like, whether you're a retail shop, restaurant, doctor, dentist, equipment manufacturer, it doesn't matter. You're going to have to find what that rhythm looks like and what the purpose of that meeting is for your organization. And so if you're out there and you don't currently have any type of rhythm, um, let us know. We would, I would like to continue that conversation. And if you want some help trying to figure out what that purpose may be or, or um, what type of frequency it should have, um, we, we've read some books. We've, we've experimented a yep. couple of different ways. The two big books, I think, in this, in this model are Scaling Up um, by Vern, Vern Harnish and then Traction. Um, kind of a version of the Scaling by, Up, uh, yeah. By Wickman. Um, but both those are kind of their sister, brother-sister kind of ideas, but the same kind of thing is developing your EOS right rhythm. EOS system, yeah. That's the EOS system on the Traction side for sure. And they both have an idea of how they want to do meetings, but also vision. It kind of correlates and works your way backwards. Yeah. So if you're thinking about that kind of stuff, reach out to us. Let us know. Um, If nothing else, we just like to hear what everybody else is doing. Maybe we're missing out on something. So reach out to us on uh, social media. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all the places. Give us us an email. You can send us an email to onestepbetter at patrickaccounting.com, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. Thanks for joining us. We talk about one-on-ones, and if there's anything that we could do to help you out in helping uh, you run your small business more effectively, let us know. Thanks and have a great day.